Hey, chaps, happy Wednesday. What a great day to be alive. So, chaps, I wanted to uh, carry on with, with our chat yesterday where we were enjoying our meme uh, of the Wojak, <laughs> the despair Wojak, you know, sad 40-year-old, 20-year-old face, smoking a cigarette, nihilism and despair, uh, approaching the young, the young lady, the young emo trad girl, and uh, her going, what? And then Caesar arriving on the scene and saying, come with me to invade Gaul. And the girl going, what? And the guy is just like super happy, white pill face off to go die with Caesar on a mission. You know, it's like, man, it just that memes are life. You know, what did people do? I was thinking about this the other day. What did people do before memes? You know, I'm sure there were cartoon strips in the newspaper and whatnot. But, you know. Memes as an art form are just, you know, it's it's wonderful. The conveyance of a thousand words by one meme. The truth of the masculine essence by one meme. So I just wanted to carry on today, um, touching on on institutions, um, and touching on domain, and seeing ourselves. I think yesterday we we really got a, a great uh, a great chat about. Uh, being at war, being uh, being men who are are soldiers for the kingdom. You know, we're we're warrior kings, um, taking and extending dominion and and understanding our domains, understanding the institutions in our domains, institutions that we have power over that we just have to do to to have institutional power in those areas, and then institutions that we have to fight over or copy or subvert. Um, I don't know if any of you guys saw that that tweet I shared of of that chap who who infiltrated a a Libakuta uh Reddit uh, over two years and became an admin and then deleted everybody and and took down the the thread. I mean, how, what a bus! I don't even know how Reddit works. Took down the Reddit, took down the forum, took down the sub something or subreddit. Anyway, what a bus! I don't think I could have the fortitude. To spend two years clandestinely climbing the ranks of the Libertacois underground movement. Hats off, sir, doing God's work. But so we have to fight people. Discord, that's right. Libertacois, it is French. That is right. It is French for the person who does not fit in to the hierarchy in normal ways. Yeah, so it was a Discord, took down a Discord. What a boss. Uh, yeah, just pay respects, doff our caps. You know, men like that are the legends of our realm. And so, and so that's what we'll talk about today: is understanding our role as warrior king, understanding our domain as a battlefield, as a as a theater for the extension of God's kingdom. Um, and you know, I love I love that meme with with Julius Caesar saying to to the Wojak, "Come with me to invade Gaul." You know, and that's the Christ figure, the Christ figure saying to Peter, Christ himself in this instance, saying to Peter, come with me, Peter, I will make you a fisher of men. And he kept him in his domain. You know, Peter's domain was, was as a fisherman, you know, he was like, this is what I do, gaining skill at it, you know, putting in mastery and putting in, uh, uh, just grinding away at, at what his, his work was, his domain was. And Jesus didn't come to him and say, Peter, come with me and I will make you a theologically brilliant 
seminary professor, or I will make you a mud hut building missionary to the Nigerian eunuch. Uh, you know, it was come with me and I'll make you a fisher of men, you know, kept him in his domain and said, right, you understand this domain. You're good at it. I'm just going to, I'm going to change the goalposts for you. I'm going to change the metrics of success for you and give you my metrics of success, give you my goalposts for your domain, for what you enjoy doing, you know, for what you, uh, even there on, you know, when, when we look at, at the way God provides, you know, wanting to go pay the temple taxes, like, Hey, go fish and open, open the mouth of the fish and there'll be a gold coin. And it's like, you're sending the guy to go do what he enjoys doing. And then when there's reconciliation, it's on the beach after having had a, a morning of fishing uh, over what they, you know, over what Jesus caught or, or spoken to being or made or called. Um, w. Lazy, yeah, shut up, brother. So, you know, for us, we have to understand this thing of warrior king of, you know, me just working, you know, whatever your, whatever your job is, whatever your passion is, understanding that you are a king, you are an agent, you are a operator extending dominion. You know, the kingdom is where the king's ways are executed or where the king's ways are lived out. You know, when you ask, when you ask someone what the, the main difference between Somalia and Switzerland is, they'll be like, oh, Switzerland has law and order. It has peace. It's, it's like, okay, the kingdom, the principality of Switzerland executes the ways of the Swiss people. It executes the laws, the will, the ways, the lifestyle of the Swiss people. Likewise, the Somali kingdom principality executes the, the lawlessness, the waylessness, the, the, the chaos of the Somali people, you know? And so, so as Christians, we ought to be, and, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to, we had a really good chat the other day of, of what comes first, our ethnicity or our Christianity and Christianity is the software by which our hardware, our ethnicity uh, operates, you know, so it's going to look, it's going to look different for Anglo Christians. It's going to look different for Latino Christians. It's going to look different for Zulu Christians. It's going to look different, you know, whatever uh, ethnicity we are, those peculiarities, the Swiss are a very peculiar people, specifically the German Swiss, but, but the French and, and the Italian, it's like, they have their own mix that, that you then see the ways of, right? But more than that, we are to be superseded by Christ as far as laws and extension and kingdom. You know, so when we start understanding what are the ways of God, what are the ways of Christ, we are to be living in that way, you know, and that, and that often takes martyrdom. You know, that is the true mission, mission in our domains is to be Christ. You know, what if Christ was, a, was an auto mechanic? What if Christ was a YouTuber? What if Christ was a doctor? What if Christ was a bureaucrat? What if Christ was a preacher or a pastor? Like whatever your domain is, what if Christ was a sports coach? What if Christ was a journalist? What if Christ, you know, any, it's like saying, what if Christ was a demon? <laughs> Journalists, am I right? So what, what would my domain look like if I were to do this to the full glory of God as a sun king in my domain, you know, when it comes to institutional power, there's going to be, again, even in your domain, there's going to be things that only you have control of that you can uh, attain success and honor and, and power and strength through, you know, so you can, you can list those things, you know, your skills, 
your your work ethic, your your learning, wisdom, copying mentors, copying uh, people who have succeeded. But then there comes into your domain a certain essence of gatekeeping, a certain essence of warfare, a sort, a certain essence of morality. And so this is where we start being different to the world around us. We we want to be a peculiar people. And and the Amish are great. Are a great. So the Jews, the Indians, are a great uh, example of this. Right? They can run a tire shop or an auto shop, whatever you, tire replacement fixing shop, garage. But they will run it in a very Indian way or a very Jewish way. Um, and it's like you can't you can't get away from their their culture, their 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 ways permeate what their business is. And they're unapologetic about it. You know, they, they don't have to apologize and be like, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm sorry, we don't open on a Sunday. Oh, I'm a Christian, I'm sorry, we don't go into, you know, whatever like the little peculiarities are of what being Christ in your field is. You know, we often apologize, I'm just going to be a quiet Christian. I'm just going to be an undercover Christian. And it's like, that's fine. You know, if you think that's wise, but there comes to yourself. You don't apologize to yourself. You don't lie to yourself. You don't be ashamed to yourself. That's king energy. You know, I, I gave that story about the real mower, you know, pushing a real mower in my front yard. I'm like, oh, I don't want to push a real mower because all my neighbors are going to think I'm a weirdo. And it's like, no, 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 I, I'm a king. I push a real mower because I enjoy it. You know, and so I, I, I have to get past that place of fear of rejection, fear of death, fear of persecution, fear of uh, loss of status, loss of honor, because in God's eyes, we're gaining status. In God's eyes, we're gaining stature. We're, we're being, we're being, you know, that's where David was such a controversial guy because he did things where other, Saul was a coward. Saul hid from people. Saul begged and pleaded behind the scenes with the prophet to do things that he should have done, not should have done, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude was an absolute coward, right? David, like, oh yeah, I love the Lord. I'm going to dance naked. Oh yeah, I love the Lord. I'm going to, you know, go kill a giant. Um, I'm going to go taunt a giant. You know, Jonathan, like, yep, I love the Lord. Let's go pick a fight with 30 dudes up on the hill. You know, there's this boldness of, I don't care what other people think because I know what God is calling me to do. And I think herein comes the big uh, bait and switch for us as Christian men. Um, you know, even yesterday I was, I was chatting about institution, uh, a despair, uh, you know, institutional strength, morality, and then despair and why are we living in despair. And I just want to be very clear with us. There's a, there's a huge movement in the church to condemn men, to shame men, to control men by by calling their actions sin that are not actually sin and so I, I i had a great thought you know i was just thinking deeply on this this morning sugar is not a sin porn is not a sin debt is not a sin alcohol is not a sin computer games not a sin tv social media it's not a sin uh what else are escapism and caffeine not a sin nicotine it's not a sin um trying to think of, of things that, that men self-medicate with. But anyway, they're not sins. They're symptoms, right? They're symptoms of our nihilism, of our despair, of our non-ability to, to believe God at his word, right? 
So David, when he sins with Bathsheba, right? When he, the, the sin there was that he, here's, here's the deal with, with David. He should have been at war, right? There's the first essence in our lives. We need to be at war. We are men who are created to be at war. And so when we're not at war in our domain, when we're not taking risks in our domain, when we're not forming a brotherhood in our domain, when we're not going after, give me my mountain in our domain, then we're just chilling around at the palace, sleeping in, staying up late, chilling around in comfort, 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 material softness, right? And so then it's like, okay, my heart knows that I should be on mission. My heart knows that I should be going hard. And instead, pleasure, right? Because I'm like, well, I'm just going to eat sugar and get fat, right? It's not a sin. Like, it's not a sin to eat sugar. But it's not, like, Paul says, everything is permissible. But not everything is beneficial. And so we have to ask beneficial to what? To our kingship, right? To our war, to to the the legacy that we're building, to to the success of who God has made us to be on this earth while we have time to be here. You know, a lot of us guys, we have 60 years left, God God willing, 30 years left, God willing. You know, if you're a 60 year old guy right now, you've got 30 years left, God willing, on this planet, 30 years to go hard. Caleb was in, in, in his old age and he says to Joshua, give me my mountain. And he went out and he fought giants and he took land. And for us guys who are in our 20s, 30s, 40s, we've got 60 years, God willing, left ahead of us of just absolute crushing. You know, why does Donald, why does Donald have so much energy in his 80s? Well, I don't know how old he is. Let's call him 80. Why does he have so much energy? Because he's going hard. He's got enemies. He's got opposition. He's got a goal. And so he crushes, you know, and, and therein lies, you know, I read something very interesting about the Donald when he, he must be like 30, 40 years old. He gave a, he gave an interview, but he's like, I don't masturbate. I go out and sleep with women. And it's like, that's King energy. Like I'm, 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 you understand something of like, number one, the dude's busy as heck. And number two, he understands that it's like, okay, this is not, this is not the real deal. So that's computer games, right? That's porn. That's sugar. That's alcohol. It's all an escape. It's all a, it's all a soothing of our lack of mission, our lack of, of brotherhood, our lack of communal danger and risk-taking. And so I just want to, I just want to take that off you guys. I want to take that condemnation off because it's what the church does is they say, listen here, if you play computer games, if you watch porn, if you, um, you know, drink alcohol, smoke a cigarette, you're a sinner. And it's like, that's not the case. You'd be hard pressed to make a case in the Bible that, that those are sins. And same with me. I've been very hard on debt. Debt is not a sin. You'd be hard pressed to make a case from the Bible that debt is a sin, right? <clears throat> these things are just, these things are all symptoms of our lack of, tr- of our lack of mission, our lack of going hard and knowing that we're in God's will, right? Knowing that we are seen by God, knowing that we're blessed. So God says to David, after he's slept with Bathsheba, killed Uriah, the prophet says to him, I think Nathan says to David, he says, you know, tells him the whole story, like you're, you're at fault here. And he says, the Lord has given you everything. He gave you this kingdom. 
God gave you all of Saul's wives. He gave you all of your wives. He's given you all this wealth. He's given you all this glory, all this honor. Would he not have given you more? If this was not enough, would he not have given you more? Saying, saying to David, dude, you just had to ask the Lord to fulfill your desires. Or you just had to ask the Lord to solve your problems. You know, and that's where David was a man after God's heart. He's like, whoa, like I have sinned against God and God only. It's like, no, 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 dude, you murdered Uriah and you banged his wife. It's like, no, 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 I have sinned against God and God only. Like, chaps, this is offensive. It is crazy to get. But this is a man after God's heart, right? A man after God's heart. I have sinned against God. Why? Because he didn't ask God for the fulfillment of his desire, right? For him to, to look over at a beautiful woman bathing and be like, whoa, like, just everything in you rises up. And it's like, you can go to God with that desire. I'm like, God, I, you know, I don't know how to fulfill this desire, but I want this. And that's okay. That's the relationship God wants with you. You know, the sin was in David reaching with his own hand. David, he was doing with his desires, with his, with his lusts, with his covetousness, what Saul did with offering the sacrifice, right? Saul, he, he was so afraid. He had a problem to solve. And instead of going to God with the problem, God, you said, you said the prophet would come seven days. God, you said, you know, I'm going to be king and these Philistines are going to kill me. They're going to murder me. Like I've got a problem. And instead of going to God to solve the problem, he reaches with his own hand and he gives the sacrifice, you know? And so it's just this crazy thing. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like to be a man after God's heart is to understand that God wants to fulfill our desires, that God wants to solve our problems. And that the, the moment we get into trouble, you know, we start, we start becoming obese by, by overeating to soothe. You know, we start becoming, uh, you know, crazy addicted to porn and computer games and alcohol and nicotine and coffee and approval, right? Approval is not a sin. It's not, you'd be hard pressed to, you know, everyone wants approval. We want approval. It's not a sin, but it is a weight, right? It weighs on our mission. It weighs on our God-heartedness. And so, so we need to understand this thing. I just want to set you guys free from condemnation. You know, a lot of us are struggling with, with, with false law, false legalism, right? Of God can't bless me until I clean up my act. God can't bless me until I stop doing whatever my addictions or my soothings or my pleasures are. God can't bless me. And it's like, dude, you've got to rip David out your Bible. You've got to rip Abraham out your Bible. You've got to rip all these people that we celebrate, that Jesus celebrated out of your Bible. And so I just want to let you guys, you know, kind of just sit in that place of like, there is now no condemnation. By the blood of Jesus Christ, I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God, right? But now I also want to live in the wisdom of God. And that wisdom is go to war. Go to war. We need a war. So if you're struggling with any of these things, number one, I'm probably not at war. I'm living comfortably. And, and not comfortably like, oh, well, Scott, I'm not in a palace. Like, I don't have a sweet 45,000-inch TV and a harem of 30 girls. And it's like, not that kind of comfort. The comfort of not going beyond your comfort zone. The comfort of just 
eat, sleep, go to work, come home, watch TV, repeat. Eat, sleep, go to work, come home, watch TV, repeat. That's a comfort zone, right? We're meant to be at war. We're meant to be risking. We're meant to be dangerous. We're meant to be going for something that we could fail at. We're meant to be with men doing the same thing and, and experiencing a brotherhood. All righty, I've been, I've been rambling here. All righty. So, yeah, so I just wanted to really get into that thing. You know, we are the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. You know, if you if you can confess your need for Christ, because it's like, Lord, you know, I, I struggle. I, I've got I've got insecurities. I've got emotions that I, I you know need to figure out. I've got trauma from my past that that has conditioned me to not king energy, to not king responses. You know, so it's like, all right, Lord, I want to deal with all these things. And boom, there's the heart after God. You know, God, I just want to be a man who pleases you. Like, God, what does it look like to be a man after your heart? And that's it. Boom. You're a man after God's heart. You know, it's literally chaps. Just, just this is how easy it is. Like, Jesus, I'm your guy. Boom. Man after God's heart. Like, God, I want to be your guy. I want to be your best guy. Like, I want to be the guy that you... You're with me in the garden. You're with me in the mission. You're with me on the, the battlefield. Like, I want to be your guy. And it's like, yeah. Like, God's like, that's all I want, bro. That's all I want is, is a man after my heart. And it's like, now now we can start going to war, you know? So, all right, I digress. So when it comes to, to this thing of domain and, and the culture war, you know, a lot of us, I'm a why guy. I'm not a how guy. Right. So for me, I'm, I'm all about if I can understand the why behind something, I'll do it. Right. But a lot of guys approach it from the how. Well, this is how you do it. And it's like, yeah, I don't care how. If you can't show me the why, like I'll, I will sit and watch until I can figure out the why. And so a lot of guys, you know, for instance, homesteading is a, is a great one. A lot of guys are like, oh, yeah, I'm a homesteader now. Like, you know, do all the how you know, grow your own food, do the this, do the that, but they don't understand the why. And so they still, they still do a lifestyle that is, is non, is, is contrary to homesteading, you know? So like they'll go shop at Walmart, they'll go uh, eat, you know, uh, McDonald's GMO food and they'll go, and it's like, oh, I don't see any conflict. And it's like, okay, you don't understand the why. The why for homesteading is food sovereignty. The why for homesteading is health. The why for homesteading is an exit from clown world. Like, you know, so a lot of guys are like, oh, the why. And then when you understand the why, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I can now do that in the city because it's not a how. It's like, yeah, you can literally be a homesteader living a city life of I'm completely sovereign from clown world. I'm completely sovereign from being controlled from the outside. I'm completely sovereign from toxins that they're trying to pump me full of. I'm completely sovereign from an economic system that is paying my enemies. You know, like then it's like, okay, I understand the why. And it's the same in our domains. Guys, you have to understand the why. Why are you building wealth? Why are you building power? Why are you building status? Why are you building um, land ownership, right? It's because we're kings extending dominion for the king of kings. It's because God has said to us, be fruitful, multiply. Take possession, take dominion over the earth, right? And then, and then the, when Jesus is, is about to ascend to heaven, he, he gives the great commission, right? Mission, again, 
disciple the nations, teaching them to obey. In other words, the king's ways, right? We're going to, the kingdom is at hand. Take, take, take hold. It's, it's right here. It's in our lives. Build this kingdom. And how are you going to do it? It's where you are, right? Where you are, go to those people. Go to your domain, right? To expect some preacher boy to go to the mechanic shop and preach to every person who comes through the mechanic shop. It's like, number one, he's going to be annoying. And number two, people don't trust him. And number three, like you're missing out on, on the best possible way for evangelists to probably reach people, right? But if you're just some mechanic fixing people's cars like like a machine, and it's like, oh yeah, that's my guy, fixes my car, really dig that guy. He's, he's just a, a machine. I've got a lot of respect for him. You know, we now enter into a realm of discipleship of, of showing Christ to people through friendship, showing Christ to people through economy, showing Christ to people through civilization of, you know, man, clown world's pretty crazy. But that one guy, I feel like he's not a clown. And it's like, I want to be in relationship with him. I want to live like him. I want to, I want to do life with him. That's the church, right? The church is a place where we, where clown world is being dominated by strong men in their domains who are not all trying to be the minister, who are not all trying to be the evangelist. Because then it's like, yeah, okay, who's going to fix the cars? Who's going to grow the food? Who's going to keep the lights on? Who's going to get the water? It's like, you know, that is what a Christian civilization uh, is, is, is a bunch of Christian men who are phenomenal at what they do and they serve their people and their place with their gift. You know, and it's like, man, that's it. Like, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to go hard, you know, and we're going to go wise. You know, it is be wise as serpents, gentle as doves. You know, so if, if you are going to go undercover to a libertacois discord, you know, what a boss. <laughs> good on you, bro. Like, good on you. Um, but at the same, at the same, in the same way, it's like, you know, if you want to take risks and start confronting things, you also have to have faith that God is going to bless uh, those moments of, of risk or those moments of truth telling or those moments of, of courage, of conviction and, and moral decisions, you know? So yeah, bros, I think it's a, it's a great, a great template to live our, our lives with of, of understanding Jesus as the Julius Caesar, the Christ figure in that meme, you know, saying, saying to us, come with me to take dominion. Come with me to invade your domain. Come with me to be a, a warrior king. And it's like, that's the, that's the gospel message that men want to hear. You know, not, oh, Jesus loves the druggies. Jesus loves the prostitutes. You know, we've all got problems. My, you know, my God is a God who just loves people who are down and out, which is all true. But when it comes to the masculine, it's like, we don't want to, we don't want to be on the victim bus. We don't want to be saved by Jesus and then not have a mission, not have, you know, it's like he saved us on the cross. He died for us, painted us with his blood. We need to uh, believe and confess that he is Lord, that he is our king. And it's like, uh uh-huh, okay, now we're hitting on something. He is the king of kings. I am the king that he is king of. Now we've got a mission. You know, now we're a legionary. Now we're a a man after God's heart, a David figure. And so I just, I'm just so pumped. You know, I think there's such a, there's just such a richness that God is trying to 
he's trying to encourage us to just go hard at what we're what we're we're juiced to do, what we're 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 electrified to be, you know, because that's it. It's like, man, I don't think God made us to have despair, to have, you know, oh brother, you just gotta push through the season, the winter season, brother. You've just got to push through. You know, it's like, yes, there's gonna be persecution. Yes, there's gonna be hardship. Yes, there's gonna be just waves just pummeling you and 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 storms of life and all this stuff. And it's like, no, I'm a sun king. I'm a rock. You know, these things can can bash over me and wash over me, but it's like I know I know God sees me. I know God's with me. I've got a mission to go on. Sacrifice is part of every mission. You know, the coffee and the tuna tastes the best at the top of the mountain when it's cold and wet and you've hiked four hours and it's like, huh, life tastes pretty sweet, you know. But you get to the palace and you're sitting around and you're sleeping in and life is easy. And it's like, oh, nothing's good enough. Nothing, nothing fulfills. Nothing, nothing quenches because you're too comfortable, because you're too soft, you're too safe, you know? So, so what is that thing that God is asking us to go to war over and go hard? DPG, not everyone has to be the how guy. King David had several advisors that were the why guys and they kept him going when he needed advice. Yeah, and that's the beauty. You know, a lot of us are going to be how guys, why guys, what guys. When guys, who guys, you know, and that's it. You know, it's, it's, if everyone was just a, a talking chap like me, we'd have a lot of great discussions, but nothing would get done. Whereas, you know, a lot of you guys are just absolute bulldozers moving massive amounts of, of pay dirt. And so like, it's, it's like, okay, I can see where, where we're going. You guys are, are moving dirt. Like let's all pull together, you know? And then there's, there's this this great thing that happens of of just gifts differing and your gift makes room for you because our greatest desire is to be on a team of great men attempting great things. And praise God, we're all very different, you know? So yeah, man, I love it. Very excited. God bless you guys. Love you, brothers. Have a good one.